1987, there were only 22 California condors left in the wild. Numbers had plummeted, and it seemed certain that this great bird would soon become extinct. That's when a plan was put into action, and every single wild California condor was captured and put into a captive breeding program, with hopes of saving this iconic species from never being seen soaring over the canyons of the West ever again. With all those birds in captivity, the California condor was now extinct in the wild. Hello and welcome to the World of Birds podcast. I am your host, Kayla Fisk. This is a podcast featuring the great diversity found throughout the bird world, including unique behaviors, adaptions, habitats, and everything in between to help educate others and inspire action to help protect and conserve these amazing species. This is a story of one of the greatest conservation success stories in North America, the one of the California condor. This bird is one of only three species of New World vultures found in North America, alongside the much smaller turkey vulture and black vulture. The California condor is a very large bird with a wingspan of up to 9.8 feet, which earns them the title of longest wingspan of any bird in North America. They are predominantly black with large white triangular patches under their wings. Their feet and legs are gray with an ivory colored bill. Their head and neck lacks feathers and is arranged from yellow to a reddish orange. An interesting characteristic of theirs is that their skin on their face can change by flushing depending on their mood, which may serve as a way to communicate between individuals. Historically, they range from the West Coast and the Southwest. Remains have been documented in several states, including Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, and Texas. Lewis and Clark even documented and shot a California condor at the mouth of the Columbia River in the 19th century. Over time, though, their range has diminished, and before their capture, they were only found in a tiny fraction of their former range. Since these are such long-lived birds, which can live up to 60 years, they are slow to mature and reproduce. It takes at least six years for them to reach sexual maturity. Once they are mature, they will only lay a single egg every other year. This leads to their numbers not being easily replaced once their population started to decline. Multiple causes have caused the decline of the California condor, from DDT, lead poisoning, microplastics, electrical power lines, habitat loss, and poaching have caused this bird to almost disappear to the point of extinction. DDT was a commonly used insecticide, now banned thankfully, that affected the shells of many bird eggs, causing them to become very fragile. Many times, these eggs were so thin that they would crack and be crushed under the incubating parents. This affected many bird species, mainly larger ones, not just the California condor. This chemical, unfortunately, is still not completely out of the environment yet, 
as wash-off has caused it to be present in some marine species. Another threat that the California condor faces is lead poisoning. Them, being a vulture, their diet consists of scavenged carcasses. Some of these carrion were from large game riddled with lead bullet fragments from hunters. To stop this issue, California created the Ridley Tree Condor Preservation Act, which required people hunting to only be allowed to use non-lead bullets while hunting in the condor's known range. This act not only helped the California condors, but also the local golden eagles, turkey vultures, and other scavenging species. There was an article published in 2015 called Condors or Lead Ammunition, We Can't Have Both, by Don Starin, about the California condor that stated that over 60% of all adult and juvenile deaths in the wild was from lead poisoning. She also states, because condors have been known to live past the age of 50, do not breed until they're at least six years old, and raise only one chick every other year, their populations cannot withstand the mortality rates caused by this neurological toxin. Tara Kelly, an epidemiologist, also states, until all natural food sources are free from lead-based ammunition, lead poisoning will threaten recovery of naturally sustaining populations of condors in the wild. Unfortunately, lead is still a big threat to local wildlife alongside the condors. In 2020, lead poisoning caused the death of nine condors, and by August of 2021, five more died from lead. Once the decline was noted, talk began on how to save the species. It was believed that the only way to save them from going extinct was to round them all up and create a breeding program. Not everyone agreed, though, stating that they belonged to be free and would cost too much. Nonetheless, the project was approved by the United States government, and on Easter Sunday in 1987, the remaining 22 wild condors were rounded up and brought to the San Diego Wild Animal Park and the Los Angeles Zoo for a captive breeding program. Once they were all rounded up, several organizations, including those two zoos and the Oklahoma City Zoo and Botanical Garden, started to figure out the condor's mating and other habits. A tactic used to help increase their numbers was to cause a pair to double clutch. This happens when the condors lose an egg or young chick. They do this by removing a fertile egg, causing them to lay another. This natural tendency allows researchers to increase the amount of young produced each year. They would remove a fertile egg to hatch in an incubator, and the pair would then lay another to replace it, which was then mostly left to the condor pairs to hatch and raise themselves. The collected eggs were then hatched in an incubator, and the chicks were then raised by a caretaker using a puppet shaped like the head of an adult condor. This was done to prevent the hatchling from imprinting on people. Imprinting causes a bird to identify more with humans than they would their own species. As the number of condors in captivity rose, they began the process of reintroducing them back into the wild. Then, 
1992, the first California condors were released back into the wild. In 1996, some were then released in Arizona at the Vermilion Cliffs. At this point, the Fish and Wildlife Service designated the condor population in Arizona as experimental and non-essential, so that it would not affect local land regulations and development. This was done because local people, and especially ranchers, were concerned that they would be charged if any of the condors were injured on their property. One of the other issues the wild condors were dying from, power lines, the captive-bred California condors were trained to avoid them by the use of aversion training. This was successful in greatly decreasing deaths. Since their reintroduction, the California condor has hit many milestones. In March of 2006, a pair was seen attempting to nest in California. That would be the first time in more than a hundred years that a pair of condors have been documenting nesting in Northern California. Then, in 2008, another great milestone of the program for this endangered species was achieved. There was once again more condors flying free than in captivity since the program began. In October of 2010, the wild population in California reached the great milestone of finally reaching 100 condors. At this time, there was also 73 individuals in Arizona. A bit over a year later, in November of 2011, there were over 394 living California condors. 205 resided in the wild, and the rest were in programs split between the San Diego Zoo, the Los Angeles Zoo, the Santa Barbara Zoo, the Oregon Zoo, and at the World Center of Birds of Prey. Then, two and a half years later, the condor population had grown to 439, with 225 in the wild and 214 in captivity. As of 2020, there are over 500 California condors in the world. That is an amazing increase from back in 1987, when there were only 22 of these amazing birds left. This is all due to the many people and organizations that work diligently to help save this beautiful bird. And with that, I wrap up this little episode about the story of the saving and reintroduction of the great California condor. I hope you enjoyed it and appreciate the effort put into saving this species by the many individuals and agencies that made it all possible. If you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it, leave a review, or follow this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Kayla Fisk Birds. Thanks for listening, all you lovely bird nerds, and have a great day.